Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branville, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing today, Jay? A little stressed out. Ah, we've to... got something for that. <laughs> Stick with us. We're going to have a whole discussion about stress and anxiety and mental health and everything else this week. Um... Before we get into our, our incredible special guest, just want to do a quick shout out. Hypebot.com. Bruce, thank you, everybody over thank there, you, for your continued Always. and amazing support. And yep. Bands in Town, of course, thank you as well for sharing our podcasts and, and guests and everything else. Um, we've got a guest from Bands in Town joining us next week, by the way. Um, but we are so happy to have Bandzoogle.com sponsoring us. Built by yeah. musicians for musicians, Bandzoogle is <laughs> an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, a fan club that's commission-free, crowdfunding tools that are commission-free, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations, and, of course, amazing live support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. I mean, basically... Bandzoogle gives you everything you would potentially need in a website. Yep. Um, so we've got a special offer, or they've extended a special offer to the Music Biz Weekly <laughs> podcast listeners. Head over to Bandzoogle.com, register for 30 days free, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you'll get 15% off the first year of any subscription. So head over to bandzoogle.com, put in the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. Uh, and, of course, discmakers.com. Thank you so much. Yep. We know it's a digital world, and there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs has become such an important income generator. And we just can't stress that enough. You better be selling some physical goods at your shows. That's cash in your yep. pocket. Um, for every CD you sell at a gig, you may roughly need 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, put in the code FREEBIZ, FREEBIZ, all one word, and you'll get free shipping up to $150 value. So... Order 100 CDs or more at Disc Makers. Put the code FREEBIZ in and you'll get some free shipping. Um, we've got an amazing discussion and topic. Oh, my it's gosh. A it's a little, yeah, it's, it's completely um, appropriate and, and 
correct for the music industry, but it's a little different than the, oh, check out this new tool and what's this service doing and but what's it's going important, on here. Right? This is really important stuff. Yeah, today we have Katie Zaccardi. She's a wellness and career coach, um, as well as a host of a podcast, the Out to Be podcast, focused on all around mental health and self-care in the music industry. And we'll have to have her on again. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours. There's so much uh, to learn and to bring into your daily routine here, whether you're a touring artist or not. It's some really interesting advice. Yeah, this week we we sort of talk about just how to start a self-care routine and avoid burnout. Some really great, simple suggestions, tips, tricks that I think everybody who listens or watches and, and yeah. I mean everybody from, if you're a manager, a promoter, an agent, a musician, we all deal with stress in this industry. These are That's some right. amazing tips to help you avoid stress. Yeah. So Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners and viewers, we're excited to have Katie Zaccardi, a wellness and career coach, join us this week. Um Jay and I were chatting before, just before hitting the record button. It's like, it's actually a nice change of pace for our routine here because we're so into, you got to do this, try this, use this tool. This is what works. This doesn't work. And sometimes that's just so, even for me at least, intense. It's like, oh my God, more, more to know, more to learn, more to learn. And that sort of leads into why you're here because sometimes you need to step away from that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that sometimes in the music industry, we're so lucky to have so many great free resources at our fingertips and so many great podcasts, including this one. But then at times it feels like we should be doing everything all at once, especially for indie artists who are kind of taking on a lot themselves. It can be overwhelming to balance all of these things. And a lot of times that means that taking care of ourselves, taking time to rest, to relax, often goes out the door because it feels like that's not the most important. But the most important thing is, you know, releasing that next single or going to networking events and staying out late at gigs and stuff like that. And Over time, especially the more and more we do that and the more and more we neglect ourselves, the more damage we're actually doing. And a lot of times people get taken out of the game because their bodies just say, nope, can't do this anymore. Or their minds do. And they have to actually take a a break and step back from it, which they wouldn't necessarily have to do if they had just taken a little bit of time while all the craziness was going on to like step back, breathe and take care of themselves. Well, you just touched on something that's really near and dear to my heart. And that is that with indie artists that I work with nowadays, they do so much more. I used to play music years ago and I I know that game, but it's so much more intense now because Mm of, you know, you have to write, record, tour, then you've got to do like your socials and, you know, YouTube and creating content and online assets. And, and I like where you're going with this because not only can it damage you health-wise if you're not eating well and not exercising and taking care of you. And I would love to get into those things with you. But on the far end of that spectrum, you know, I've lost a couple of musician friends to suicide Mm -hmm. and it can get really bad. Being out on the road, as Michael and I were just talking about this, it's not always, you know, staying at the Ritz-Carlton. A lot of times it's eating gas station sushi and, you know, next to a field of cows. And, (laughs) you know, it's, 
it's hard work and it can be very taxing. And I would love to talk to you about different tactics that working musicians today can employ to kind of keep themselves healthy and sane on the road. Yeah. I think the first thing is, first of all, knowing your general baseline physically and mentally. Like, how do you feel every day when you wake up physically and mentally? How do you want to feel? Because there's there's a lot, there's a big spectrum of what burnout can look like. Sometimes it looks like you work really hard, you take gigs that maybe you don't love, but you feel like you just got to be on that grind, you go, go, go. And then all of a sudden, the weekend of a big, a big gig that you really do want to play, you have a cold or the flu or you just like are so so tired that you literally cannot do it because you have just worked your body so hard and you're physically forced to just be taken out of the game just for a weekend but it feels really bad (laughs) because you're missing out on something that you really wanted to do and then there is you know of course the other end of it which you mentioned that also um can affect us our mental health where that gets so bad that unfortunately some people commit suicide or end up just feeling like they have to step away from music altogether because it just becomes too much to balance everything physically and mentally. And so it's really important to balance most of those things. So, I mean, balance both of those things at the same time. So once you figure out what your baseline is of how do you want to feel and what do you notice? It's really just about being intentional, learning how your body reacts to certain things. Okay. If I get this amount of sleep, I like for me, if I get less than about nine or nine and a half hours, which I know seems like a lot to a lot of people, especially in the music industry, I cannot function. So I have to weigh, all right, if I'm going to be out at a gig, no morning meetings. I have to make sure that I can sleep in and do what I need to do because if I go three nights with ba- uh, crappy night's sleep, I'm, I'm useless. Like, and it's going to affect me. I'm going to feel worse. I'm going to feel more inflamed. I'm not going to show up the way I want to show up. So notice how your body feels on certain, you know, amounts of sleep when you eat certain things, notice how you feel if you work, um, like five or six days in a row or seven days in a row, when is the point where you start to feel super irritable, super angry, like a little bit short tempered, maybe a little bit, Um, like sensitive or upset when things happen, you feel like you're not able to deal with them, how you would deal with them if you were, for lack of a better term, your best self. Like if you were showing up in your best self, how you really want to show up, how would you handle these situations? If you notice that you're handling situations really not, not well, if you're like snapping or you're getting really frustrated really easily, those are key signs that you've got to take a break. Something's got to give. And so for a for a while, you know, if you're not tuned into this, it takes a while just to tune in, just to pay attention, take note. I like to have, um, I have what I call a symptom journal and it tracks physical and mental things so that I can see what was I doing? What was I eating? What may have helped or hurt me in this scenario that caused certain triggers or symptoms? You don't have to go that far, but if you notice that there's a day where you're not, you're feeling a little off physically or mentally, write it down in the notes app in your phone and just say, here's a date, here's what I experienced, here's what was happening a few days beforehand, and then you can just track to see some patterns of what might um, be setting you off or making things a little bit worse. You know, I, I, I would further that, that discussion with um, social media can be a deathbed for putting you over the edge and and causing everything you just said. And social media in the sense of it's not you going and posting on your social media. 
It's you getting sucked into these emotional, hate-filled dialogues. And, yeah. and listen, I don't want to turn this into politics, but <laughs> politics and religion are the two things I always tell clients. If, if it's not something that's super important to you, don't talk about politics and religion because it's guaranteed Divisive. somebody is going to not agree yeah. with you and is going to fight. And if yeah. you get sucked into that fight, you will walk away. And I've seen this in myself. You walk away at the end of the day going, man, I'm short-tempered. I've got no patience for my family. <laughs> you know, I'm just cranky. You've got to learn the simple walk away. Just walk away. There's, Absolutely. You, you lose nothing by just saying, I'm done with this discussion. It's a no-win. Um, or I'm blocking the person or, or whatever right. it might be, but just walk away from it. It's not worth the anxiety. Because it basically takes the fuse mm -hmm. out. Your fuse is completely gone. Once you walk away, you will, I can almost guarantee you will always feel a little, oh, a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. Does that come up in your with your clients, Katie? I mean, is that something that you coach people to find out what those hot buttons are and mm -hmm. try to avoid those things that make your blood pressure rise and really Zen like <laughs> <laughs> yoga yeah, or something. I think social media is a big one. The, the biggest things I see with social media are um, comparisonitis people scrolling through their feeds. You know, if you're an artist, chances are you're following a lot of other artists. So, um, or if you're in the music industry as an industry professional, same thing, you're following other people in your network, other artists, other bands, and it can be really easy to scroll through and all of a sudden have that thought pattern come up of like, oh my gosh, how did this person get there? How They haven't even been doing it as long as I have. What's going yep. on? I'm sitting here and I feel terrible. And here they are posting about this amazing thing that they did. And all of a sudden you have this negative spiral and then you go off for the rest of your day and you're like, Ugh, I'm just so mad. Like life is so hard. And honestly, I will often point this out to my clients if it gets to that point where comparisonitis can kind of trigger a victim mindset. Mindset work is a lot of the work that I do with my clients because I do believe that um, it's kind of the hidden gem that a lot of coaches and a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to wellness. Because yeah, there's physical stress. Yeah, there's how you eat, how you sleep, things like that, You know how you take care of yourself. But if you have these negative mindsets all the time, all of these negative voices and limiting beliefs running through your head, that is stressful. So if right. you are showing up to try to do your job as a musician, but you're thinking about how angry you are about how this person got ahead and how it's really hard for you and things stink and oh my gosh, maybe I'm just not good enough for this. That is really stressful. And, and that, can't these things, these, I'm sorry, can't these mental things that you're referring to, can't they manifest themselves physically as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, a lot of people don't necessarily notice it, but that's again why pay attention to me because you might notice somebody says something to you or maybe like Michael was saying, you end up in a situation where you posted something and there's a lot of haters commenting on your posts or a lot of people DMing you things that are making you feel a little irritated and angry. Notice if all of a sudden you have shoulder pain or a migraine or a stomach ache or where it's manifesting in your body. A lot of times we'll think of those things as totally separate, but they're not. When I was working in the corporate side, so to say, of the music industry full time, I had migraines um, nearly every other day. And really? It, it, 
yeah, and it's not because I didn't like my job. Um, my job itself was was fine. I love the people I worked with, but I ultimately knew it wasn't for me. And I was dealing with the mental stress of trying to figure out how to adjust this situation, how to even deal with the fact that I had migraines and I had these things and I had to go to work. Like, how do I navigate this? And the combined stress of everything, once I left my job and I went full time in my business, rarely happens. Yeah, sometimes it happens because, of course, there are other triggers for migraines than just that. (laughs) But it's really important to notice, like, what things that you might not expect are triggering physical symptoms yeah. and of course vice versa because if you are struggling with um fatigue every day or you do have like really stiff muscles and and headaches and stuff that can make you mentally feel worse off because then you're just so sick and tired of not feeling well so it all really ties together which is why you yeah. do have to be mindful of every single area of your life what do you tell people who are touring with a band so let's say you're one of three or one of four people yeah and you're trying to stay healthy you're trying to eat healthy you're trying to get rest you're trying to get some exercise when you can you're trying to avoid some of these triggers that we talked about but you're in a marriage with three other people Mm -hmm. right How, how do you talk to them about managing that complex dynamic on the road Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, this and I think even the conversation we're having about social media, it really comes back to communication and boundaries. You have to set boundaries both within yourself and with other people and just be clear about Um, what it is that you are trying to do. Not everyone is going to agree with it. I mean, even me, I've been studying this stuff and working on mindset and working on my own health from a very holistic perspective. And I see things that friends and family are doing and I want to be like, I can help you. I can show you there's (laughs) another way or why don't you just try this with me? And other people, they're not going to want to hear it. They're not going to be down unless they're ready to make a change. So in those situations with other band members, if you're really ready to make a change, it's okay if everyone else around you is not down for it. You have to do you, you have to stick to what you're doing. And if the if those people are ready and they see that you're making major changes, eventually they'll turn a corner and they'll come around. They'll ask you questions when they're ready. So first things first is don't ever pressure anyone into doing it with you. But If you do need, um, it's sort of like asking for acceptance, not support, right? Like you don't need to ask for them to do it alongside you or, you know, do this thing, but just saying, Hey guys, I'm going to eat healthy. So if I need to go next door to grab a salad, or if I need to like have a different order, if we stop at McDonald's, like just bear with me, I, I really am trying to be intentional about this. Same goes with if you need five or 10 minutes to step away and meditate or breathe or stretch or whatever it might be. It's all about communication. Just simply let them know, I'm really making this a priority in my life to take 10 minutes, you know, before we go on stage just alone. So if we could do our pre-show routine 10 minutes earlier so I could do that, or if you guys don't mind me just stepping away for 10 minutes, I really appreciate your support in that. And that's, and that's it. And, you know, you know, keep it simple. And and I want to follow up on what Jay talked about. You know, a, a, a band we hear all the time is, you know, a marriage. It's a four-way marriage, five-way marriage, yeah. three-way, whatever, how many people are in your band. Right. I, I'm a big believer, um, and this is something that's come as I've gotten older, because I think as when I was much younger, you're always concerned about you want everybody to like you. You just mm-hmm. want to be in. You want to be accepted. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, I've realized, and I talk to everybody who's in the same boat, they're like, yeah, I don't care anymore. 
it you know <laughs> I, I don't I don't care what you think of me because yeah. you're not in my life I may never see you again I don't know you personally um, it's my happiness so I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people who make you happy non-toxic people and, yeah. absolutely whether it's social media or in person you know if you have bandmates that you're just do not get along with you either need to set super super clear boundaries or consider getting out of that relationship well that that's and, what i was going to ask you is yeah. is you know we've we've all seen the behind the music stories and read the the biographies of of bands that you all of a sudden learn that oh my god the lead guitarist and the and and the lead singer hated each other for 20 years and that <laughs> yeah. was finally what led to the major breakup mm -hmm. so how how do you in a band if you've got yourself into a situation where you want to surround yourself with people who make you happy but for the sake of the career you've got to work with somebody who doesn't make you happy has completely opposite beliefs of you is is got bad habits or whatever it might be i mean to the extent you know jay and i are are, are huge kiss fans i mean gene and paul um, have always said, you know, listen, they've never done drugs. They don't drink. They don't get drunk. They had two yeah. guys in the band early in the 70s who did all of that. Yeah. And that made them basically miserable. How mm. do you, as a musician, cope with a band situation where somebody is making, is, is not a happy person, is ruining yeah. things, is, is destroying you? Well, here's the thing. Nobody else can make you feel a certain way. I do believe that for the most part. I tell so my if, kids that all the time. Yeah. So, and this I believe is that. not an easy lesson. It's not an easy thing uh, for me to say. Because, when you learn over and over. Yeah, over and over again. So what I would say to that is if you are being triggered by someone or if you find yourself in a constant negative mindset because you're being you're around someone who's who you feel is like bringing you down – and I do think there is still something of, you know, don't surround yourself with people who are bringing you down energetically because you have the choice to move on. But um, it's really about asking, one, why is this triggering me in the first place? Is there something I can do about it for myself? So maybe in those situations, you might be able to have a candid conversation and say, like, hey, I'm not judging you. I don't really care what you do. It's not my life choice. But I would just kindly ask if you could maybe not do it in the rehearsal room or not do it while we're prepping on stage or something. Cause you know, I, I just don't really like seeing it around me. Just, you know, the best you could do is be honest. And then if the boundaries don't work, then it's really about considering what do you value most? You know, what is in it for you is, are you going to feel successful and fulfilled and happy in life if you sacrifice your sanity for what you think is going to be like a successful band or music career? Is it possible for you to get out of that relationship and still have a successful music career? Because I would guess it is, right? You don't have to stay in something that's making you really, really unhappy just because you feel like this is the only way to do it or the only way to be successful. I mean, like you said, most of those bands end up breaking up anyway. So you're kind of just playing roulette of like, when is this thing going to crack? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think those are the first steps. Ask yourself, 
get really clear within of like, why is this situation bothering me in the first place? Then start with some communication and setting some boundaries. And if that just does not work, then it's time for you to consider do I need to just get out of this relationship altogether and move on? And if you are feeling scared to do that, if you feel like in your gut, you know, you want to do that, but you're afraid to do it because you think if I lose, if I leave this and I lose this, then I'm done for, I'm never going to have a good music career again. No, that's not true. And it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be your reality. But if you keep believing that, it very well might be. You have to trust that you are making the best decision for yourself and that by closing a door that's not really for you, you're going to open yourself up to opportunities that are better for you. How how, how realistic is it for people to be able to separate the business from the personal? And, and, And... I feel that's something that's very important because you can, if, if you've got a, the right mindset, I believe, you can do business with somebody who you personally hate. You know, if you're able to separate it, if you're able to okay, mentally, men, <laughs> mentally separate them where it's like I, they don't impact me whatever. They're personal. Right. I don't agree with it. But we make great business. And, and from the band standpoint, it's sort of like the – all right, we're great songwriters, but I would never do anything personally with this person, if that makes okay, sense. Yeah. How realistic I, is it to be able to think you could live a life that way? I think it can be real, realistic, and I think the reason why that doesn't happen is because everyone is so concerned with everyone else's feelings instead of their own. And that's the reason why this doesn't happen, because it's like, oh, we're friends. Oh, I really like this person. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And so when you hate someone... Or even when you're just like, ah, I really don't care, to be honest with you. You're probably not as concerned about saying something, setting a boundary, speaking up for yourself, because you don't really care about hurting their feelings, so to say. You know that I'm just going to say what I need to say, and we're just going to we'll do what we need to do. We'll have the conversation, even if it's kind of hard, and we'll get to the answer that best serves us both. But when you're in a situation where you're friends with your co-writer or friends with your bandmates and... And even if you're not friends to start, but you form a good relationship with them, which, you know, hopefully you do. We all want to have that kind of relationship with the people around us. But then we sometimes get into that tricky place where we are thinking too much about other people and not thinking of ourselves. I had a client actually very recently who she did her own solo music, but she was also in a jazz trio. They played mostly covers, um, you know, gigs at restaurants and bars and stuff. And to an extent, she enjoyed working with them, but she actually had realized that over time not only was it taking away from her solo music career that she really wanted to build but it was also just not going the way she wanted to go there was one guy who was really in control of things but yet he wasn't booking gigs consistently he was being really lax about things he wouldn't share what was going on with the other band members and eventually she just wasn't happy showing up the key though was she was really good friends with these two people And one of them in particular, she was worried about his feelings. If I leave this as a good friend of his, I'm worried that he's not going to be able to handle it. He's going to be so upset and I'm going to have caused this. And so we had to really work through that and see, you know, get clear on what is this worth to you? What is this doing? How, how, much is this draining you every day to still be a part of this? And not only that, to have to worry about this other person so much when you don't even actually know how they're going to react. And so eventually, it's actually a couple months ago, she left and she had a conversation with them. She just had a candid conversation and 
it, you know, in those situations too, I find my clients will come to me and be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to hurt their feelings, you know, all this stuff and really overthinking how the conversation has to go. But in reality, usually it can be very, very simple and just say, Hey guys, like in her situation, Hey guys, I want to talk to you because I love you both so much. And this was a really hard decision for me to make, but I have to pull out of this band because I really want to focus on my solo music and I want to dedicate any extra time that I have outside of work to doing that. You know, I still love you. I'm here for you. We're still friends, but like, I need to make this decision myself. And the guys, you know, they were okay with it. Yeah. Were they bummed? Of course, but they were okay with it. It went so much. Yeah, and she's building up this whole thing in her head of how bad it was going to go and how wrecked she's going to like wreck this guy's life by leaving. And we are so concerned sometimes with other people's feelings that we don't prioritize our own feelings right. for our own sanity or the things that we have to do for ourselves. Deep down, and, we know yep. we have to do it. Yeah, I've, 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 learned, I've learned, I've learned ahead, that with, with age as well. It's like you've got to put your own feelings, well-being, happiness, whatever it is, that has to come first. And 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 a number of people will always come back and go, oh, you're just so selfish. You don't care about anybody else? No, it's not that I don't mm-hmm. care about anybody else. But yeah. yes, I am putting myself first because here's the reality. Are you putting me first? Mm-hmm. No. No? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Is that person putting me first? That per- You'll realize that really... Nobody except immediate family yeah. puts you first. Everybody else has you some other position. So Absolutely. put yourself first. And, and, and you were talking about how, what do you say? You overthink it. And I've encountered that too, where it's like you, you walk through in your head constantly. Well, I'll say this, they'll say that, I'll say that back, blah, blah, blah. It's like it never works out that way. It never follows the script in your mind. Mm-hmm. And honestly, being truthful is always the best way. Just sit down. Yeah. Don't get angry. Don't put blame. Just be honest. Be truthful. Yeah. yeah. And, and, keep it simple. and let And let the yeah. other person respond to it. Mm-hmm. And see yeah. where it goes from there. Yeah. I, I, think I think a this, lot of what you're talking about, Katie, is, you know, sometimes we know what we need to do. Uh, we need somebody we trust to kind of reinforce that and tell us what we already know. Because some of these things that you're talking about with that example, I've seen this with other examples. They knew what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just needed a little courage or they needed somebody to tell them, you're right, this is what you need to do. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to make sure that I asked you about was, you know, I, I travel a lot and it is so hard to take care of yourself on the road, at least for me. I mean, maybe for some people it's easier. Maybe I just don't have the routines down, but it's hard to eat healthy on the road sometimes, you know, when you're in an airport and you have limited choices or you're, you know, you're running from meeting to meeting. Um, What are some tactics people can do when you're a touring artist? What are some things you can do to, to stay healthy on the road? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. So I actually have a freebie, which I'd be happy to pass along to you guys. It's recipes, easy recipes for busy musicians and industry professionals. And I concocted that because I know that when you are either hopping on a plane or you're on a tour bus or you're going meeting to meeting, it's really hard to 
eat healthy food and you yeah. don't always know what the options around you are going to be. So that um, guide has really simple recipes, including stuff that's somewhat non-perishable or at least the ingredients are non-perishable that you can either bring along or make before you hop on the bus or on an airplane and have with you. Because I think that the, the more you can plan ahead, the better. So this does take some intention. It does take a little bit of time ahead of time, but you know, you can bring food on an airplane. So get some healthy granola bars, bring some, bring like a salad with you, or maybe like some chickpea pasta or something like that. And there are really easy swaps you can make as well to eat meals that like, like pasta dishes, for instance, where you're eating chickpea pasta or lentil pasta and you're getting an extra dose of protein and you're putting vegetables in it and stuff like that. So Planning ahead is really helpful, and I'd be ha- I'll yeah. give you guys the link to that recipe guide yeah, so please. your audience can get it for free. Um, I think it's bit.ly slash OTB recipe. OTB sounds for out to be, which is my company, but I will send yep. you the link directly. Thank you. Um, but that's the that's one of the biggest things as far as eating healthy. Have snacks on hand, you know, bananas. I love go macro bars or square bars. They're made with really great ingredient ingredients. Um, oranges, even like chia seed pudding, which you can just make and let sit overnight. It's chia seeds and milk, and it'll keep you really full. And so stuff like that, that's very simple. You can keep it in a bag or, or a briefcase or in your pocket almost if you take one of the bars. That's going to be really helpful so that instead of getting really hungry and then picking the crappy food choice because you you literally cannot wait any longer to eat. You can have small things that are a little bit healthier to sustain you. And then you can evaluate your options better so that when you do have a break to eat, you can make a better choice. So that's one thing. Now, as far as like taking breaks and kind of having some sort of wellness routine when you're on the road, when you can't maybe like spend hours at the gym or go to full yoga classes or things like that, find what things really ground you. So no matter where you are, figure out what really grounds you. Tapping into your breath is a good thing to do. You can do this on a plane. You could do it while you're walking to your meeting or while you're in an Uber. You could do it in the five minutes between when you're in phone calls. So um, some of my favorite ways are alternate nostril breath. I mean, if you want to do really simple, just put your hand on your heart and breathe into your and one on your belly and just breathe into your belly and do that as many rounds as you feel like it, inhaling and exhaling through your nose and notice it'll totally change the state of your nervous system and totally calm you down, especially if you're feeling a little bit like frantic and high energy after traveling and then going from meeting to meeting or gig to gig. I also like alternate nostril breath where you can take basically, um, you could take like your thumb and your pointer finger and you press your thumb uh, against your right nostril, inhale through the left, And then you plug your left nostril, unplug your right nostril, exhale through the right, inhale through the right, plug the right, unplug the left, and exhale through the left. So that's one round, and you can do that multiple times. And that, again, will really help to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, and help your nervous system calm down. So that's a great tool for just getting super grounded. And it will really, really change things. Like, you'd be surprised. Take five minutes to do that. You can download meditation apps and do those on the plane or, again, small moments of time. Like, you do not need hours and hours to practice and integrate wellness into your routine, whether you're traveling or not. So start with just five minutes. Find something that you like to do and do that. And then I always say, I mean, Yoga with Adrienne, she's online YouTube videos with yoga. So I'm the kind of person who will bring a yoga mat with me when I'm traveling because I'm a little cuckoo like that. 
but you don't have to have a yoga mat. You can have a hotel towel or you can just do it on the carpet, honestly. Like, as long as you're careful, there are a lot of things that you can do. And she has five-minute practices. She has hour-long practices. So you can always bring this with you. But be mindful. Figure out what things you do like so that you're also not, you know, oh, I'm going on tour. This is the time I'm going to start an hour-long wellness routine. Let's do it. <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. <laughs> right. And and be prepared and, and be a little bit thoughtful about, you know, not over-scheduling yourself wherever you can, planning meals wherever you can, and having time to take breaks, even if it's just five minutes, whenever you can. I, I that That's I like so that. important because, you know, when I, when I travel – so many people love the, oh, you know, I got to the airport, parked, walked in, went through security, got right to the gate, got on the airplane. It's like, okay, that's awesome. But one little thing in that whole chain of events changes or gets delayed, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're majorly stressed out. Yep. I, I love to give myself that luxury of getting to the airport a little earlier so I don't have to be stressed and worried about, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Am I make it? I get through, go to, the, you know, go to the gate, sit down, have some water, go find a decent meal somewhere, come back, put some music on, and relax and get yourself makes calmed down. Difference. It makes all the difference in the world. And, yeah, yeah, you might get to the airport an hour earlier than you needed to. So what? You don't then have you can any work stress. out. Just do laps around the terminal. Exactly. Get movement in for exactly. the time. There you go. Exactly. There you you go. know the 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 other thing that I've found I've heard this said so many times, almost jokingly by people, is like, count to ten, just count to ten. Before you do something, count to ten. And it's like, but the reality is, that actually does because what it does is it just gives you time to remove yourself from a situation, mm -hmm. and then you hopefully realize it's not as bad as i'm making it out to be yeah i don't need to jump yeah. in and scream i don't need to scream at the gate agent because right. it's actually going to get solved i'm going to get on the plane and i'm going to go where i wanted to go maybe the process didn't work the way you wanted but count to 10 and remove yourself from that situation if you can yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you brought up breathing because that's something we always forget, mm -hmm. but it's such a simple tool and it's a powerful tool. Um, I noticed that you've had experience, you know, with um, anxiety and, and mm -hmm. disorders like that. I think we live in stressful times and we live with sometimes toxic people that we can't avoid and mm -hmm. in a divided country and I could go on and on, but sometimes, well, you know, like we talked about earlier, and it's something I've told my kids forever, you decide what lights you up, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can get to the point where you're just like, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath here. <laughs> you know, I'm going to walk. Uh, what, however it works for you, but that breathing can be really powerful stuff. Mm, yeah. And I mean, like you said, I, I've suffered with an anxiety disorder and it's gotten so much better since I've made changes like in every aspect of my life, truthfully. But some something that I'll also do if I'm feeling extra stressed or extra feel like I need to get grounded, well, first things first, if you have the ability, take your shoes off and just like step in grass or beach or whatever nature is around you because that will immediately literally ground you and calm your nervous system. But nice. another thing that I like to do is um, kind of like chant and use mantras. So like, no surprise there. I mean, I'm a singer, I'm an artist, vocalist. So use your voice as best you can to heal you. And sometimes coming up with some sort of like positive affirmation 
And so even if you're like, if you're at the airport and you're really stressed, whatever you need to say to yourself, if, even if it's just very simple, like I am okay, I am okay. Or like, this too shall pass. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Um, you know, what is for me will not pass me is a great one too, but no matter what it is, just saying it over and over again. Sometimes maybe you can't say it out loud if you're around a bunch of people, but honestly, whatever, I'm from New York, so nothing's really weird where I'm from. <laughs> but um, but say it out loud. Like, I'll do this in the car, too. If I'm feeling a little anxious, I will just, like, chant, and I'll just get, like, really weird with it, too. Like, I'll let my voice just do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Soft, low, you know, high, low, whatever it is. But do that can be really calming. Like, your voice has a lot of power yeah, in it. Choose, choose the words that you're saying out loud. Change that thought pattern that you're having. And then physically say out loud to yourself the words that you really want to be embodying instead. I want to go walk in the grass now. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I'll do Talk that. It's nice. I'll just walk outside for five yeah. seconds in between calls, you know, or get yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, with I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to take you up on that. What? How big of a deal is hydration in all of this? I mean, is it even a question? Like, if you're out there singing, especially, come on. <laughs> it's, it's really important. If you want, um, one of my favorite concoctions is warm water, pinch of Himalayan sea salt, and a squeeze of lemon or lime. Because that'll, that'll really kickstart your hydration and refill your electrolytes. But vocal health, you know, we need to be hydrated. And I think that a lot of things happen when we're dehydrated. We don't even notice we're dehydrated, whether it's fatigue, irritability, you know, feeling just tired or, um, or confusing hunger with thirst. Yeah. That's a big one that I learned somewhat recently that I didn't even know that you can feel hungry when you're actually just thirsty and it makes such a big deal. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's a really big, big game changer there, but I think that that's, like sleep and hydration are the two biggest places to start if you really want to kickstart some sort of wellness routine. Make sure you're getting enough sleep for what you need and make sure that you are drinking enough water every day. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in get plenty of sleep. Yeah, this goes all the way back to college where, you know, everybody in college is like, oh, I got the big exam tomorrow. I'm staying up all night cramming so I can go in and learn everything. And I'm like, uh-uh. If I don't know it by the night before, cramming it isn't right. going to help. No. That is and, my exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know and, your and body, I'd rather Michael. get a good night's you, sleep. You know your body. And, and you were talking about that too, Katie. Mm -hmm. For example, I only need five hours of sleep a night and I can't get more. And it's since I was a, a child. That's my, yeah. you know, my cycle. Yeah. As it were. Now, my wife can sleep late. And that's great for her. She has a different cycle than I do. It doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong. What it comes down to is, do you feel rested? Are exactly. you healthy? Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I yeah. would give anything to sleep until <laughs> noon on a weekend. It's just not part of my DNA. And do you feel worse when you do like sleep eight hours? Do you feel like, Ugh, I feel kind of icky, like I slept too I much? I rarely do it. it. It would only be after some rare event. And usually if I did that, I don't feel bad because I needed it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it's not like that. You've ever, you've taken that nap sometimes and you wake up feeling like you're just on cough medicine and you're just like, oh, yeah. wish yeah. I didn't take that nap. Yeah. No, it's never like that. I just envy people who can sleep. Yeah. And I think, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, have, have you done any research into the effectiveness of, of edibles? You know, with, 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 with marijuana becoming legalized so many places, 
um, is is there actual real benefit to having an edible to help you calm down? Not to get buzzed, not to get high, but to calm you down, to yeah. remove the stress, to, as I tell people, stop your brain from thinking a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have not done any specific research on that. And I usually I don't recommend that to my clients just because it's not something I've researched or I've done myself. So I, right. you know, don't feel good about, you know, saying it because I'm not sure. But I do use CBD somewhat frequently. And I'll use that especially for anxiety because I do find that that has a calming effect. And you can also keep it with you without having to, like, have an edible right. <laughs> or something with you at all times. So if it does strike at an unexpected moment, you can just take a dropper of CBD. And, and I do find that that has calming effects effects. I mean, I've had experiences where I felt like super jittery because of anxiety and like shaky almost. And have, I've had CBD help calm me down pretty quickly. As far as the mind racing, I think it can definitely help with that too. Magnesium will also help. There's a product called Natural Calm Magnesium, which is really good for um, calming the parasympathetic nervous system. So it'll help you to get a deeper sleep if you drink it before bed and just calm the body and the mind. Um, helps with headaches too. And then something I'll also do for like a racing mind, especially if it's before bed, is to literally do a brain dump and just take a piece of paper or the notes yeah. in your phone and just write everything that's on your brain out. It helps. Yeah, it really does because then you don't have to carry the burden of holding that in your head and remembering it, but you know it's somewhere and you could just come to it in the morning. I mean, sometimes if it's really bad, if you want to, if what is going to make you feel better is getting organized, do that. Like if you're not yes. going to be able to sleep and you'd rather just take 20 minutes to figure things out and get organized and plan like, okay, here's my brain dump tomorrow morning. First things first, I need to do this. And then the rest of the stuff comes afterwards, 20 minutes or 30 minutes of doing that instead of like tossing and turning, trying to go to sleep you know, that's the trade-off. That's going to help you more than forcing yourself to sleep when your mind is turning. So it's using those kind of, those quick tools when you need them and figuring out like, what is the best choice for me right now? And that's what's going to help you. But yeah, to answer your question, I've not specifically done any research on marijuana or edibles or anything like that, but those are some tools that I do use. You know, your your comment about being organized, that was something I was going to bring up earlier. I've I found for, for me, that helps a lot, especially because I'm juggling so many clients with so many moving parts. A lot of times stress comes from losing control of all of that. Yeah. You're like, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on tomorrow. What's happening today? You know? Yeah. And 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 for me, um, you know, and maybe it's anal retentive, I don't know, but being extra organized, you know, a really detailed to-do list, a calendar that you know what's going on. So at the end mm -hmm. of at the end of every day, I review it and go, okay, this is what's coming up tomorrow. I'm not yeah. doing it, but now I know what's ahead of me. And you can and, get it out of your head for a minute. Yeah, and, and, and when you wake up first thing in the morning, you know, a lot of people will say, step away from all of your electronics first thing. But for me, it's actually a calming effect because it allows me to just review what's ahead of me for the day now. I'm not actually jumping in and doing that first task. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the emails that came in. All right, nothing urgent. I don't need to deal with my emails for another hour then. You know, the to-do list, nothing urgent. 
not a I don't have an album that's dropping at 8 a.m. that I need yeah. to to worry about. That can be very calming because what it does is it gives you the sense of control mm-hmm. more than anything. You're in control of your life and the environment around you. And when you lose that control, that's when you just like start panicking. Yeah. And what it does, and first of all, this is what I actually teach inside of my course from stress to success. I do exactly that. Help clients figure out what is it that they're actually trying to accomplish? What are their focuses, their goals? And then help them figure out, all right, let's do a brain dump. Let's figure out what your priorities are, what your daily tasks are, and what your tasks that you're doing to reach your goal are, because all of those things are going to be a little bit different. And then from there, getting it into a calendar, getting into a place where they can have more time in their day and not have to waste their time worrying about what am I going to do next? Because that wastes time when you're also trying to figure out like, what am I even doing? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're not having the stress of figuring out, okay, what's the game plan for today? And every day you're taking one hour just to figure out what you're going to accomplish. Cause that's a total waste of time and energy. And you know, so many artists and music industry professionals say they don't have enough time to do anything. They just don't have enough time. And so that's, just an issue about priorities, really, yeah, when it comes time down to management. It. Yeah, I, I, I had, absolutely. I had, I had a CEO that I used to work for. I, I love the guy. He always said, um, "Everybody should have too many items on your to-do list. What's more important is understanding the priority of these items on your to-do yep. list. You can have a hundred items on there, but only one of them is the priority today. Don't worry about the other ninety-nine, but they're there so you don't forget about them." Yeah. And and I was yeah. just like, wow, that is just so simple and brilliant because that's what it comes down to. Because you, you sort of feel like if your to-do list isn't empty by the end of the day, you've accomplished nothing. Well, no, that's not what it's about. It's not about yeah. removing yes. every task. It's about working on the tasks that are the priority at that moment and not letting the others clutter you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this yeah. overall, you know, figuring out how to craft a schedule that works for you and be plan ahead and get on top of your tax tasks. It helps you from going to a reactive state where you are checking your phone and just saying like, what do I need to do today? Okay. I guess I'm just going to start by answering all these emails and then I'll figure it out from there. And then you end up getting lost in some basically pointless task, but you felt like you had to do it just because it was right in front of you. You were busy, but maybe not productive. Exactly. And then instead you're in a proactive state where you're saying like, all right, these are my goals. This is what's happening. This is what I'm going to get done. Chances are you'll have time at the end of your day and you can do that other stuff. And yeah, maybe there are some days where something urgent or unexpected happens and you have to deal with it, but that's okay because because you're prepared, you don't have to throw everything out the window for the days and weeks moving forward after that to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, this was awesome. There is just so m- I love this sort wow. of discussion. I do um, too. You know, it's so important for your mental <clears throat> health so and physical health. And there's so many other things we could chat about. I, I, you know, I, I would love to have you come back and, you know, this could almost be like our recurring guest slot of, you know, fix, <laughs> fi- fixing your mind this month. You know, what are Let's we? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I love help to us talk. avoid burnout, Katie. <laughs> exactly. Um, it would be my pleasure. That's why I got into this in the first place was really just to show artists and everyone in the music industry truly that 
burnout is not the only option and you do not have to suffer in order to be successful. You can be mindful, you can have extra time and you can be really intentional with how you live your life and still be successful. That is that is fantastic. Where, where, so where, where can people find you? Sorry, Michael. Yeah, no, no, where can people find you on the, on the web and, you know, tell us, you know, where they can find your podcast and yeah. where can they find you? So my website is katiezacardi.com and that'll kind of give you everything, podcast, uh, coaching, everything that I'm working on. But I mostly hang out on Instagram at katiezacardi and the podcast is called The Out To Be Podcast. It's about mindset and mental health and wellness in the music industry and you can just search The Out To Be Podcast with Katie Zacardi wherever you listen to podcasts and you should find it. Awesome. Going Katie, thank sure. you so much. so much. This was, this was great. And, and hope, hopefully our listeners can take at least one thing away from this. Uh, and, and, and let me, let me, let me add that. Don't stress yourself out after you just listen to this going, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've got to do 20 different things. Yeah. No, find one thing right now that we just talked about that you can easily I'm manage. Walk in the grass. And easily, yeah. yeah <laughs> if, if it's as simple as that, just go walk, whatever it is, Find one thing, and I hopefully you take one thing away from this, and it just gives you a puts a smile on your face, takes a little weight off your shoulder, whatever it might be. But don't stress yourself out thinking you've got to do everything. Yes. Thank you, Katie. Thank really you so much for having it. me. Thanks, Katie. Uh, Bye. Bye. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders. Of 100 units or more, $150 value. That was fascinating. I, yeah. I just love that conversation. You know, yeah. I, it, 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 it's not like, oh, here's what you need to do to do this, this, this. It's like this is just good general self-care is right. what you've got to do. And, and it's going to be different for everybody. I think that's important to understand is what works for you, Jay, may not that's work right. for me and that doesn't yeah, mean it's not okay. right or wrong everybody right. has different stressors different. in their life different environment yeah. different food Triggers. diets everything so don't feel like you've got to follow exactly what somebody else is doing yeah. let that be a guide but change it to accommodate your specific needs yeah but do something um, if you're feeling anxiety and stress and, you know, you're traveling a lot, whether you're an artist, manager, record company, staffer, wh- whatever, we all process information differently. We all have stress in our lives and some level of anxiety. And, you know, this is a good way of kind of avoiding substance abuse or avoiding bad situations. She's giving some very practical things. And even though they vary from person to person, like the one that she mentioned that I really want to try is just taking off your shoes, walk out in the grass for a few moments, just deep breaths. Yep. And then turning around. And I mean, simple things like that sometimes can make a world of difference. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it it's whatever you have to do that makes you feel happy and calm and you know for me and i'm sure a lot of parents can associate to this sometimes it's just sitting in a dead silent house you don't want to do anything you just want to sit there and take in 
the absolute quiet because the kids are gone, the wife is gone, that cats are sleeping, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do anything. It's just that in itself can be calm. Sometimes it's that simple. So, yeah, what whatever it works for you to make you happy. Maybe that's just listening to music. Maybe that's reading a book for 10 minutes. Maybe it's it is playing a video game. Maybe it's watching a TV show. I I, I recently um, binge watched the entire MASH series. Great series. But sure. I realized as I watched it every night, it was such a calming effect for me. And not that the show didn't mean a lot. It's just... It's comfort what, food. The, the, you know? the comfort and the memories it brought back as a kid when I would sit back yeah. and just watch yeah. it. And I knew it was the end of the day and things were good. It was it was a comfort TV show. Maybe that's what you need. Go find that old comfort TV show that right. that doesn't make you think. You don't need to think and follow right. complex but plot lines. You just nailed it. It's you need to find out what your trigger is. What is your mash? To me, it might be West Wing, or it might just be you know walking in the grass. But we all have our own things that can kind of ground us and bring us to that place. You need to figure out what that figure is. Figure out what it is and have it available. I, I mean, like that's that. the great thing with iPhones and iPads and everything else. Wherever you are, if you're getting stressed out, you could probably pull up an episode of something or an album by so-and-so or a book by this author or do some yoga photos or, or yoga. Listen to Katie's or podcast. Yeah, exactly. Something can be at your fingertips immediately. So, yeah, great um, advice. You know what I would love to hear from our listeners is what what do you do? What what's your go-to for managing stress, for managing, you know, anxieties and, yeah. and keeping yourself mental mentally healthy and physically healthy? You know, what what are your tips and tricks? What do you do? What's worked for you? Give us yeah. one. Just leave us one comment with one thing that works. Um of course, we want to give a huge shout out and thanks to our sponsors and supporters, Hypebot and Bands in Town. And uh, we should have yeah. uh, somebody from Bands in Town joining us next week. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, Banzoogle and Disc Makers, thank you so much for your continued support. And um, that's it. We'll see everybody next week.